Breadfoot is spawn of the East River Delta. He digs his whiskey neat and his coffee black. He is a one-man band whose idiosyncratic take on life and wide range of influences fuel his unique brand of tin pan folk and Americana. His tours take him to acclaimed locations such as Nashville and the UK. While his original music has been featured on the soundtrack of several documentaries, here to win you over with gritty guitar picking and homespun wisdom, Breadfoot. I don't know if y'all want to be applauding for me like that, because I got some bad news. There are demons in your thrift store clothes. I said, there are demons in your thrift store clothes. You know, it's a true fact. It's good and honorable, depending on how you define good and honorable. Pat Robertson said it on his 700 Club. He said that there are demons in your thrift store clothes. I said, well, that explains it. It explains why. I felt lapelled. I said, that explains why I felt lapelled. <laughs> Thank you. To write this little song. Clouds on the rail, cause we rolled that thing into the river on Thanksgiving Day. Wouldn't have done it, no, we wouldn't have went in a seven dollar suit. That's the best that I guess it ever fighting. So we put it on the side. this folk artist friend. His name is Peter Luce. Comes out of Hull, Georgia. That's near Athens. He's one that purdied up my washboard that I pimped out. Made my sunny land look even sunnier. Mm-hmm. Now, Peter, he belongs to a tribe of people who call themselves Rocket Heads. And a little disclaimer, it has nothing to do with North Korea. Now, this is a 
whole different, entirely different, completely different thing. Um, rocket heads are people that build these hats that are wide brimmed, preferably fireproof, and they stack it's slammed full of all kinds of fireworks, bottle rockets, Roman candles, anything they can get their hands on that's going to blow up and look real pretty. Well, they, they put it up there and they wire it all together and then they light it off and dance around like they got a bunch of fireworks going off on their head. Peter, the other year, it was the 4th of July, had the occasion to try and convince his beautiful wife, Sandy, that she should join the tribe. Well, she complied and she did this Lady Liberty thing. It was really something to see. Tell you what, Peter, after laying witness to that, was 100% certain that he had done married good. True fact. Yeah, so I saw the video and, and I said, well, I, I can see what you're saying. And uh, you know what, we got to write up a little bit of song here for that one. Uh, so here you go. It's uh, Lady Rockethead. It uh, uh, falls into the category of Plum Pitiful. <laughs> plum Pitiful songs for the uninitiated are songs that you write about getting your heart broken, uh, about getting your truck stolen, about your dog dying, or worst of all, getting home after a hard day's work and finding out there ain't no fucking beer in the fridge. This one was about getting a heart broken. Um, I've, 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 I was real keen and sweet and, and, and super interested in, in, in this one particular individual, and, and, and I, I thought she was the one. And she spent about a year and a half convincing me that she wasn't the one. And all, all during that whole year and a half, I was kind of like a forlorn traveler out there in the, in the wilderness. You know, looking and looking and, you know, kept trying to 
to knock on, you know, to, or to, to, to find that door, I guess, to, you know, to what I, th- I thought there was maybe a room in her heart that I, you know, I just, you know, I could get in there and it worked out, but it didn't. <clears throat> so we done made up this song. from the most recent record. The album's called Salvatella. It was recorded here in Greensboro at Unpopular World Studios. They is the shit over there, I'll tell you what. Not only can make good records, but they got great shows going on. In fact, rumor has it that on December 1st there's going to be a little show over there. It's going to involve myself and my good buddies 
Maddie and uh, Emily there, Magpie Thief, and some friends of ours out of Brooklyn, New York called Sunshine Nights. So if you're digging the ear for you're getting, I think you want to hear more, and well, then you ought to be there. It's going to be a time. True fact. I wouldn't lie to you about that. No fake news shit here. So for a time, I did live up in New York City. Uh-huh. And uh, while I was there, I got tangled up with this fella who calls himself Pale Face. Me and PF wrote a bunch of songs together, recorded it. It's just about to burn. This was the last song that we worked up for that record. We had just finished rehearsing over at Moe's. Moe's uh, Monica's it's, uh, played drums, sang uh, backup vocals with us. And um, she was cooking up this, I think it was a grandmother's recipe. It was a Spanish dish, a lot of tomato, a lot of garlic, some chicken and things. smelled real good. And while we're sitting there waiting uh, stuff for faces, um, PF says, we need one more song. And I said, all right. He said, I want something that has a bit of a jump to it. And I said, all right. And I showed him this guitar bit. And he made up the words. And uh, let's lay this on you. A little money in your phone.
So if I make, I'm gonna lay one more on you, I guess. <clears throat> Y'all all right for a song that ain't got words on it? Yeah. All right. This one was from that record I mentioned, that last one it did that got recorded over there at Unpaul. As I said, that uh, record is called Salvatella. And Salvatella is a word that I gleaned from one of them tabletop calendar sort of things, you know. This one was a word today type of calendar. It's one my little brother gave me. And it was forgotten English. I guess words that had left our vocabulary weren't used too much anymore. And the date was September 19th. Now pops this word. Salvatella. Salvatella, if you don't know, is an old primitive medical treatment. It involves cutting open a vein in your, in your foot. There on your, around on your ankle. And what that is supposed to do, believe it or not, is cure you of melancholy. Well, it, 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 while that blood's you know, just kind of pouring out and all over the floor and you're thinking about band-aids and mops and shit, well, you, you kind of forget about whatever was really, you know, bumming you out. <clears throat> True fact. But this one is, uh, it's the last song from the, from the record. And uh, it's, it's... Uh, one that when we recorded it, I had it in my head that I, I, I had heard this John Fahey song called Lord Have Mercy, and it kind of had this really wonderful Dixieland kind of build. And I said, you know, I'd, I'd love it if we could do something like that. And, and we did. And it's, uh, it's something to behold. Features uh, on trombone, uh, uh, another local um, uh, musician by the name of Adam Collis. Um, yeah, on trombone, yeah, he's something amazing. And a couple of fellas from Holy Ghost Tent Revival and Randy and Matt and yeah. But uh, this evening, if we made to close things out, we're going to just lay it on you. Solo acoustic. Me and my old Gretch here. I want to thank you all for, for letting me come up here and share the evening with you. And uh, here we go. Uh, still can't find my heart.
much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo! So my first question for you mm. is, where did Breadfoot come from? Where did the name... Breadfoot? Yeah. Come from? Mm-hmm. Where? Because that's not your... That's your stage name, not your real name, correct? Well, it's as real as the name needs to be. I get really. That's I true. Mean, that's true. Um, I retract my statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, what, 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 what other dimension? Would, I mean, I don't. Any, uh, but, but that's not what we're getting at here, is it? You, you, um, it, it's, it's one of those. Any of y'all have a nickname like you got when you was a kid, right? Y'all have a. Well, oh, I had like several. You had several. My, actually, my, my real name isn't Nikki. Oh, it's Shocker. not. Shocker. Oh, goodness. It's breaking news. My name is actually Nicole. I just prefer Nikki. Okay. Because Nicole is just, I don't know, it's too formal for me. I like Nikki better. Dig it? Yeah. And that, so, but there was childhood nicknames? Yeah. The, actually, the only people that still call me Nicole are my relatives in New Jersey. So everybody else calls me Nikki. Okay. So, yeah. So does is Nicole end up being the nickname, or is it, or no? Is no, the well, is Ni- I mean, technically, Nikki would be my nickname. Right. But I just kind of. Now, is that a real name? <laughs> <laughs> I see, see, I see what you did there. Yes, it is a real name. <laughs> That's true. But I was, I mean, I was just curious where the origin story of Breadfoot yeah, well, it, it's, it's a childhood nickname. I, I, oh, okay. You know, we, we used to have the Sunday dinners. Yeah. You know, and Mom would bust out the real green beans and stuff like that, you know, mashed potatoes. and th- Yeah, rather, rather than the canned stuff that, I don't know, it's, I, I guess somehow uh, a lot of folks were convinced that that stuff that came in the can was good for you or something. And, you know, so that's, and it was just easy <laughs> and convenient. I, yeah, I can, I can mm. appreciate that, you know, in a busy, you know, being a, you know, as a busy mom and, Chasing after four kids that were she was trying to get grown up, <clears throat> mm, but Sundays was the day that we got we got real real food. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one Sunday, I, I got the bright idea that I, 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 the, the 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 bread that was supposed to be for the dinner table would look better on my feet. <laughs> and I hauled them out and I made shoes. And I walked into the kitchen and I thought, well, you know. My breadfoot style loafers, you know, it's like I thought it was pretty good, you know. <laughs> they literally were loafers. Exactly. Hey. Yeah. Yep, I went there. Yeah. Yeah. All y'all were thinking it. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, but, that, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah, thankfully, yeah, it was it was funny enough that I, you know, that it, they didn't really laugh, but I didn't get beat, so that was, you know, that was that was good. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I kind of ruined the, the bread for dinner. and <laughs> no, one, no one really wanted to, to, to eat it after my feet was in it. So. Yeah, I can, I can see why. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the first time I heard you, I just thought to myself, you are definitely one of the most unique performers I've ever heard in Greensboro or in like the local music community here. So I was curious about who your inspirations are. Hmm. Well, thank you for that. Welcome. Um, inspiration. So that's beyond influences. For example, you know, like I, 
because I would say as far as influences, you know, there's, there's the Carter family and the Sherman brothers. Mm-hmm. In fact, Jack's third song, that would, it, it brought to mind some of the, the Sherman brothers. You familiar with the Sherman brothers at all? You ever see Mary Poppins? You ever see The Jungle Book? Yeah, there's the fellas. Yeah, there was something about that that there's just this melancholy about it. There was in a lot of their songs, were pervasive in a lot of their, their material. That it just, um, yeah, this loss of innocence sort of mm-hmm. kind of creeping away. So it, it's, it's, it, that took me there. And it was, that's again, thank you for that one. I found that particularly beautiful song. Um, but uh, yeah, the Sermon Brothers and then more contemporary things like Neil Young or, you know, even X. Um, you know, all of that, mm-hmm. you know, brings, you know, uh, sort of informs or helps shape some of what I do. But, you know, if we're talking about inspirations, uh, I would have to say that uh, two artists that I find is super inspirational, one in, in, in music, one, one, one musician and composer, and then mm-hmm. the other actually uh, a painter uh, would mm-hmm. be Thelonious Monk. Happy 100th Thelonious, by the way. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and Vincent van Gogh. Hmm. And, and the, the reason that I, I find them particularly inspiring is that as far as artists, you know, within their own fields, in my humble opinion, I felt like they created new languages. Mm-hmm. They found new ways to speak with, you know, the, you know, use their stuff to, yeah, and just they talk in different ways. Yeah. You know? And it's different, painting and music, you know, I, you know but it's... But yeah, I don't know if you can, if you, if that makes sense. It does. But yeah. I look at that and I'm going, all right, yeah, that's that's an amazing amount of discipline and courage and and imagination and they they both took their stuff places where I feel other people haven't before. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, I always like to hear about uh, crazy stuff that happens at. Uh, shows because you never know what to expect with a live show so I was wondering what was or what is the craziest question that someone has asked you after a show craziest question yeah do you need a beer (laughs) really so of course I do what are you fucking crazy (laughs) I just played my heart out for y'all of course I need a beer Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that is a pretty crazy question. Something yeah, right, right. And it was was it the bartender or was it just a random like was it a showgoer or was it the bartender? It, 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 it's been different people at, all, yeah. at different times. Although maybe I could be wrong. Maybe it was always the same person. I don't know, you know. Could have been. <laughs> You'd never know. I mean, how many people would ask a crazy question like that? I don't know. Just crazy people. Well, we, um, speaking of questions, actually, smooth transition here, we have a question from our audience. Uh-oh. Someone in our audience wants to know, uh, who taught you how to play the washboard? Who taught me how to play the washboard? Yeah. Was, was it self-taught, or did somebody show you how to play it? No, I, I just kind of picked it up and started banging around on it, to okay. be honest. Yeah, I, I, I did. <clears throat> just like with everything I play, it, 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 I, I, I can't read music. I, I don't, I mean, I, I have, understand the concept of notes and there's something, what is it, what's the word, theory or something like that? Yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't But yeah, no, I, I, it, it, for me, it, making music is, is really just about trying to make the right 
sound at the right time. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I just picked it up and, 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 and started messing with it. And, and, and maybe initially I, I, I got hold of one because I thought banging around on it would help as far as... Because, you know, guitar is kind of a percussive sort of thing. I mean, you're beating on it like mm -hmm. this, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I actually had one fellow that I worked with many years ago, and, 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 and I had just started playing guitar. And he, 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 he I, I, I kind of like this, and I'd like to own it, actually. I don't, I don't mind it now so much as I did then. But he said, your, 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 your guitar playing st style is like someone picking a scab. <laughs> what did he mean by that? Just like, was it the percussive way you play i don't or? know but I, I i i try to channel that now and i think it's you know that might be part of what makes me so unique i guess i don't i yeah could yeah. be yeah it's that I mean, scab picking <laughs> style <it> is <laughs> well we'll go up to breadfoot if you ever want to learn how to scab pick a guitar there you go <laughs> yeah yeah you could teach people how to do that yeah i can see the flyers now i'm gonna staple them up there <laughs> pull off the number learn how to scab pick mm-hmm yeah. I, could, I could design those for you if you want me to. <laughs> I have experience. <laughs> but, well, thank but, you again so much for coming out tonight and playing a great set for us. We really appreciate yeah. it. Give it up one more time for Breadfoot. Oh. Thank you.